Victims of China's election interference expressed their disappointment in Special Rapporteur David Johnston's findings. Police have charged two men with arson after a fire engulfed an over 120-year-old church in Gruard, Alberta. A group of Albertan voters concerned over the use of electronic tabulators in the upcoming provincial vote won't pursue legal action. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, May 25th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Canadian targets of Chinese election interference have expressed disappointment in Special Rapporteur David Johnston's findings, which were first released on Tuesday. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's appointment and family friend published his 55-page report advising against the launch of a public inquiry into the allegations that China interfered in the past two federal elections. Among those who found that Johnston's investigation did not go far enough was former Conservative MP Kenny Chu, who told CBC News that only a public inquiry would suffice in getting to the bottom of things. Chu has claimed that Beijing meddled to have him lose his seat in the 2021 election by launching a disinformation campaign on the popular Chinese messaging application WeChat. NDP MP Jenny Kwan also claimed that there were many unanswered questions from the report. Activists for Uyghur rights have also spoken out about Johnston's assessment, including advocate Mehmet Todi, who said Johnston's decision to turn down a public inquiry will now be used as an excuse for the government to push the issues aside. Tibetan advocate Chemi Lomo also claimed that the decision was another day in our lives of being unheard. Lindsay, I don't think it comes as a surprise that these people are very upset with Johnson's findings yesterday. Most Canadians that we heard from, certainly everyone online, was freaking out. They said this was a bad day for Canada. But most of us weren't impacted by the Chinese election interference allegations, at least not directly. Indirectly, sure, it's sowing distrust in our democracy, but these are people who've actually been hurt by these allegations, who are very concerned about them, want them to be investigated further, and now they're just being ignored by their government. Right. The Uyghurs and the Tibetans, they really are victims here. They're, China doesn't see them as friends, and now Canada is not helping them out either. And let's not forget, one of the allegations in the media uh, with the liberal nomination contest of Han Dong, who's the now independent MP, um, was that the consulate, the Chinese consulate, bust out hundreds of international students to go vote for him in the liberal nomination contest to make him the candidate. And apparently they were bust out under the threat of if you don't vote for Han Dong, will take away your passports and they held their their passports hostage their documentation which they need as international students so um, these people were allegedly also put in really difficult situations too and david johnson's report just really brushes off that kind of thing right so there's so many concerning stories that we've heard about this there's so many allegations and now we're seeing all these people come and speak out and say the government is failing to do its due diligence by not looking into this further. This might have impacted my nomination race, for example, or my general election vote, causing me to lose the seat, and I want some answers. Do you think that this is where the story ends, or do you think the 
continued pressure on the government could cause Johnston to reverse his decision. I don't think Johnston will reverse his decision. From what I heard, he's given himself more work and will uh, do more reports subsequently. But yeah, I don't see him caving to pressure from, from conservatives or even the NDP if they were to even put more pressure on. Police have charged two men with arson after a fire engulfed a 120-year-old church in Gruard, Alberta on May 22, 2023. The St. Bernard Catholic Church, which was built in 1901 and designated as a provincial historical site, was badly damaged by the blaze, which authorities believe was intentionally set. The RCMP were called to assist the local firefighters at the church approximately at 3.30 p.m. After spending six hours battling the flames, most of the structure and its contents were irrecoverable. The two suspects were arrested on Tuesday and charged with break and enter to commit theft and arson. They are scheduled to appear in court in High Prairie on May 29th. Both 56-year-old Kenneth Ferguson and 50-year-old Gerald Capot are believed to be from High Prairie. Over 70 churches in Canada have been vandalized, burned down, or desecrated since the announcement two years ago of the apparent discovery of graves found near a residential school in Kamloops, BC. Now, Rachel, if this were a mosque or a synagogue being burned down, presumably this would be investigated as a hate crime. Do you think the courts are going to go hard on these two suspects who have burned down a church? It's tough to say what will happen here. You're absolutely correct that this should be investigated as a hate crime. There's been a string of these fires happening across Canada, as you mentioned, since the discovery of graves near residential schools. And most of them, the arsonists haven't been found. But in this case, the story is even more serious given that our province is currently on fire. There are still wildfires raging across the province's north. Rural Alberta is up north. And so there's a lot of aspects to the story. One, they've burnt down a church, a 120-year-old church. You know, Canada is a much younger country than in Europe. This church was probably sort of a monument in the city, sort of a historical site, and certainly would have continued to grow to be that over time. But when you tie in the aspect of the fact that we're already dealing with wildfires, that firefighting resources are already really strained, and then we have people taking these just incredibly incompetent actions, the law needs to come down with a heavy hand on this. And it's so strange. I, I hope on May 29th, on Monday, we'll, we'll find out what the motive here was, because this is two 50-year-old guys. Are they doing this for fun, ideological motivation to burn down a church? Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, during the wildfires, this is all just really upsetting, especially because the church contained some historical art pieces that were made by the founder of the church, apparently. So um, we have lost a piece of history here. And when we talk about knowing what the motive of the crime here was, I think another really important aspect to consider, and certainly something that we discuss on the show very often, is probably just the lack of deterrent for these individuals to commit a crime. There is not severe enough punishments for crime in Canada right now. People are being let off far too easily with either no punishment at all or a very light slap on the wrist. And so people who are considering committing a crime look around and they say, huh, well, if we get caught, you know, the repercussions wouldn't really be that bad or that long lasting. So we certainly need to see much stronger deterrence from our criminal system on these types of issues. 
A group of Albertan voters concerned over the use of electronic tabulators in the upcoming provincial vote won't pursue legal action after Elections Alberta guaranteed the paper ballots would be preserved in case a recount is required. In March, Alberta litigator Leighton Gray of Greywalk Spencer LLP sent a letter to Elections Alberta saying he represents many residents who don't want tabulators used and want to ensure that Elections Alberta intends to keep all ballots for three months following Election Day. Elections Alberta has said it will use tabulators to count early ballots to ensure votes coming in from across the province are counted in a timely manner. Following Gray's letter, the agency confirmed it plans to keep all paper ballots for three months from the date of the election or the date of a recount, as stipulated under the Election Act. The agency also said it offers a Vote Anywhere service, meaning electors anywhere in the province can show up at any voting place and receive a ballot for their electoral division. Advanced polls are open until Saturday and Election Day is Monday. Both UCP leader Danielle Smith and Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley cast their ballots in the advanced vote on Tuesday. Lindsay, I'm curious to see how this story plays out. I've seen a lot of talk online about people who have gone to the advanced polls and upon finishing filling out their ballot, they've inserted it into one of these tabulators to be counted. Some people have been totally fine with the process. Other people are treating with a bit of suspicion. I don't think a lot of people really realize what the tabulators are. And so I think that type of confusion naturally causes suspicion, especially when we saw what came out of the 2020 U.S. election where there was so much distrust in the vote. But... From what I've seen, most people are feeling reassured because Elections Alberta has promised to keep the paper ballots. And I had the opportunity to ask Danielle Smith about this a couple weeks back. And she said she wasn't concerned about the process because the paper ballots are going to be saved in case a recount is necessary. Do you think that there's anything to be concerned about here? Or do you think maybe a little more education on what the tabulators are being used for and how they're being used could have gone a long way? I think it seems like a happy ending for the parties who are involved here. And it seems like the group of concerned citizens and their legal representatives were satisfied. Um, So it, it looks all right here. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.